All right, everybody, welcome to Yeah But Still. Joining us this week, first of all, filling in for Brandon, uh, Jason Stewart uh, on mic number two. How's it going? What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. How's it feel filling in for Brandon? Big shoes to fill. The, he does have that's the only big part about him, though. You're one of the only people with bigger feet than him. I'm looking at these honkers I right know. now. And they're Brandon, re- he always has a deceptively large. He has size 13 feet, famously, but what are you? 17. Holy shit. Wow, nice. But it's purport. I mean, but I'm also like 6'9, 6'10, so it's pretty proportionate. Brandon's what, 5? He's 5'3. Five, I don't know if he's 5'3. A lot of people don't know that. He's 5'3. <laughs> but. Uh, joining us as our guest today, Kevin Morby. Hello. A man I've wanted to have on for a long time, actually. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, hey, man. We have a lot of mutual friends. Jason, one of the <laughs> one of them. I, although, I guess you guys just met for the first yeah, time in person. Yeah, we just met person. right now for the first we time. We met yeah. when, we did, when I did How Long Gone, there was, um, I couldn't see you. Oh, really? Reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black screen. Yeah, sometimes I'll do. I don't like video. I mean, I, I don't like podcasting in person anymore. I used to think that you had to do it. Yeah. And most people agree. I, I don't want to see. I want to record the show in the same way that I'm going to listen to the show, which is just in my own little audio world. So I don't need to. If, if you're looking at me in the eyes, I can't say something offensive you? to you. Oh, okay. No, you're not intimidating me you're yet. You're a shock jock now? But it could be. You know, shock like, jock? Yeah, I don't want to like. It's easier to ruffle someone's feathers when they're. You like in, the security of the. of. Of yeah, the internet. It's it's kind of like road rage. Exactly, you road mean, rage. The, the dogs barking on the side of the fence. As soon as you move the fence, they're they're not doing <laughs> shit. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Exactly. And on my podcast, this dog's barking. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad to have you on finally. I'm glad. This to is be I, you're a person I've really wanted to have on for a long time. Well, thank you for having me. Why is that? I'm a fan of the music. Okay. I listen to your music, but also, I mean, we have mutual friends. I thought it'd be easier. Um, <laughs> you know. Eventually got got this through your publicist who uh-huh. I need to just put on blast right away. Uh-huh. You have a publicist that <laughs> uses a Samsung. He has a Samsung, yeah. He's, I'm, he's the green text. That makes me question a lot of things about you. Oh, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's shout out to your publicist it. for like making this happen, but when I got introduced to him and the text was green, yeah. it was very <laughs> chaotic. I mean I, mean, we I feel like this a little bit. The green text is scary because it's like that's it goes green when someone's like in the middle of the ocean. No, yeah, it when goes the green. Crashed, like, you know, uh, you're like, yeah. oh, are they okay? <laughs> you're like, what's worse, plane crash, Samsung? Oh, it's extra chaotic. Yeah, because he didn't like, like leading up to recording, um, he wasn't responding for like one day. I was like, yo, just confirming that it's going down. No response, and it's green. And it's and green, then the so next day know. I text him. You assume the worst. Yeah, you assume the worst. Yeah, next day I text him like same thing, and he didn't respond. He eventually did, but I was like. My brain is telling me right now that I should maybe go look for him. I think I don't know. Because it, it would be doing the same thing if he was dead. I don't. People <laughs> who don't have iPhones, there's always I feel like some specific example. I actually haven't asked Jacob about uh, his reason, but usually people talk about like some extra pixels or there's some weird if rationale. They're like, if they're like a computer programmer or something, yes. like it's like okay, they have to test things on. Fine. Yeah. Well, got a, maybe he has a sponsorship. They say you know? ev- anything, but I don't have enough money to afford an iPhone, <laughs> which is usually like ninety nine percent of it, unless you're like. If a you're a publicist, it's a tool of the trade. Like I think. True. Yeah, but it, uh, to me, I feel like the green text shaming. I feel like we're past that. I'm not I mean, past it. <laughs> because it's sort of shaming somebody for not having enough money to afford. I don't think a it's very money. expensive phone. Yeah, but Samsungs—they're usually 
working with an expensive Samsung. It feels classist. Yeah, I feel no, no I feel no, like no, I have an iPhone. Nice, I've never had a Samsung. Yeah. I Samsung. feel like these phones are the same price point. Am yeah, I they wrong? are, and you could get a used iPhone. You could go back. Yeah, back a step. I think it's. I always think. I think it's for a different reason. I think people are uh, spend on that. I think people. I, I've heard people rationale in the past about like the the picture quality or oh, they do actually, have nice cameras, megabytes or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something I don't really understand. Yeah, they're about. like I could save files on my phone. Exactly. Would you, you like do. to do that on your? They're own nice phone? phones. Exactly. They're nice phones, but it's like oh, they're nice. It phones. screws things up. My friend Dan has one. He's had one forever. He's never had an iPhone. Shout out to Dan Dan P. Um, but uh, yeah, there's always some strange rationale. Of, like mm-hmm. actually, if you like look at if you go down the stats, it's better. Mm-hmm. Sure, for sure. Yeah, but which it's maybe still made, like makes me question myself. Why the iPhone? I mean, I like to play the contrarian sometimes, just like a Samsung owner. So I get that. I do have a Samsung that I could use, but I will say it is a power move for a publicist. There is something about it, like still your publicist got the green. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Yeah, my texts are green. Suck my dick. (laughs) Because it is like book my fucking client. You can't be in a journey. You can't be in a group chat with one of those. Um, It like pretty much breaks it. Well, so I make it crazy. It doesn't play well with others. I have I'm on a baseball team, and there's one person in there that has a Samsung, and it's like completely ruined my life for a little bit they eventually had to kick this person out they like removed the person from the team group chat kicked off it was, of like, the baseball league because he removed have from iPhone? the chat yeah removed from the chat because it like just breaks Ooh. all the features like anybody anytime somebody like likes the pick like like reacts it'll like send as a text for yes, some reason a, like, i've had this i had a tour manager uh, a couple tours ago who had the green text who had some old samsung guys and we had to take him off the thread because same thing photos like it would you know just say image and i want to give like your that. text a thumbs up i want to say it's like in the 90s when like everyone was taking steroids in baseball mm-hmm. like if you're taking a different type of steroid that wasn't the normal steroid that did something stranger <laughs> like my feet are really strong or something <laughs> you know like just some strange thing why don't you just take hgh like the rest of us exactly bro? It makes it makes everything strong speaking of steroids, you're looking a little buffer than the last time i saw you Jack. really that's a great compliment Have thank you, you. Been, i've been in the gym you're looking much more barrel chested okay and uh kind of like a high school bully <laughs> Like, you look like the kind of guy where I could sneak up behind you with, like, a two-by-four, break it over your back. It sounds like you're the bully in the situation. Maybe I keep maybe, getting, maybe he's getting revenge. We're in a fight. I'm, I, I got one chance to Let's take you clear. down. I got you're the saying I look like a bully, and you're saying that in high school you'd have hit me over the back with a board. Self-defense. And, <laughs> and that board would smash over your, your yeah. rock-hard back. Yeah, and you'll and you'll just be stabbing like this. somebody in the back in self defense. I'd be curious what the police think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but you all think that is to say, you look pretty buff. Thank you. Um, but in yeah, a way that I would see like a guy in the eight, like when I was a child in the eighties, and you would see like stereotypical like buff guy, like Brian Bosworth kind of vibe. Who's that? I need a reminder. Is that just like a name? Is that just like he's a, a f- he was a football player in the eighties who was like kind of a radical, bodacious guy. He wore like Oakleys and had like a Dude, in- that intense great. haircut. Sounds great. Just give him a Google. Respect, respect. It's all. It's it's kind of a proto riffraff, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm still. That one's this not a compliment. You, but I think I'm gonna take this as a compliment. You still. should. You should. You're looking buff. I've never uh, seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Is like the worst interview of all time. Kevin, you're just looking like about the same. You. <laughs> you're about the same amount of buffness as the last time I saw you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Well, actually, that is, that is good because I've started to go on tour again and um, be less healthy than I was probably last time you saw me. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you fall off the rails when you look the same. I know I look tired today. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm you look great. You look great. Thank you. This is why we have audio show, bro. I've got the California sunshine on my skin, but I've been going hard. It's like uh, all all moments of my day are just accounted for, just talking my voice out of my body. Really? Have you and been doing other shows? You just did Kimmel. I did Kimmel, and then we had to do some radio stuff um, where it was like four. There's like a post-COVID thing where it's, you know, in the past, you would just go to these radio stations whenever you'd be in the town of this radio station. <clears throat> but now, you'll like go to a studio, and it'll be, you'll have like a list of the radio stations that you're going to perform for. You have give them each exclusive, um, you know, uh, takes content? on these songs yeah content mm-hmm. so it's like the same song what's up this is kevin do. morby you're listening to pasadena community radio yes Indy, 105.5 yes. and this is the, the song wave. this is a photograph and i'll play it and then like next station so it ends up being this day where you have to play like four of the songs off the record four different times this is some black mirror shit bro it's very very it is black mirror man um but so i did kimmel and i was like this long day and we had this like watch party that night that was super fun but i was hanging out late and then the next day um you know, I went. And I was in the studio for eight hours, and then since then, I've just been seeing friends. So, yeah. feeling, feeling tired, but I've had a how great was, week. How was Jimmy? How was the experience? Jimmy Kimmel was good. He was gone. He was on vacation, which is a thing Damn. that I didn't know these people do. Who's filling in? Uh, Sean Hayes, who was wonderful. Okay, he was really cool. Um, and Wait, Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Got it. Oh, from wow. the Will and Grace. Got it, got it. Fame. He was. He was great. Um, he was very funny. Was this Will? Was this Jack? It, what do you mean? I think oh, it's Jack. Oh, I actually, yeah, it's, it's Jack. It's the, the gay one. Okay. Wait, and they're all gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never, full disclosure, never seen the show, but my girlfriend was very excited that it was Sean Hayes, and as was my sister, and he was very cool. You know, it's a funny thing. This whole thing happened where <laughs> w- we played all day. Jacob with the, the Samsung was there the whole day, and... I was like, Jacob, why can't we play the song twice? Like, why is it? It's such a weird thing that you go through all of this to then like play the song one time. And if you mess up, they're cool with you doing it again. But I was like, why not? Why don't bands just play a song twice and you pick the better take? That seems like it's going to go on TV. It's not live. Mm -hmm. And so Jacob all day, I was like asking him, like, can can you just ask them when we play it twice? I know that TV's been doing this same thing for, you know, however Uh many years. But like, can we just break the mold and do it twice? And he was like, no, you know, uh, like that. Like if you mess up, you can do it. And I was like, what a strange rule. I was like, well, we don't want to go intentionally mess up. Like yeah. the point would be to play, play it twice and do great both times, but pick the like the greatest. Take. Yeah. So, anyways, go out there and they introduce me, come out, and um, you know, my parents and my sister are like front row sitter, and uh, they it, it, it's like one of those things where you're like, I'm on TV, and and then suddenly just you're like in a small room and like on a small stage, and mm-hmm. it's, it's this cool thing, but. So we play the song. The song is called This is a Photograph, and we play the song, and it goes really well. And I turn around to Sam Cohen, who's, who's playing bass, and we kind of have the celebratory, like, fuck yeah, man, that was amazing. Like, we did it. We nailed it. And then he was like, dude, what's up with your lip? And I was like, I, I like, touch my finger to my lip, and I have the, like, skin of a black bean. Just like really <laughs> prominently, really prominently displayed on my lip, and like it, I was like, "Oh, weird! It's like the black bean. That makes sense." I had this like Southwest salad earlier oh, from the corn grill, it. like uh, you know, brought to us by the Jimmy Kimmel staff, who are very kind. And nobody tells you this yeah, before we hit makeup? record. Isn't there hair and makeup for this exact we reason? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So. I, I it was one of those things that dawned on me and Sam like an instant later. Like at first it's like, oh that's funny, that's on there. And they're like, wait, we were just they just this is a heavily documented moment. They <laughs> they absolutely would have captured this. 
So the guy, the there's stage a chance manager, it could have made it on camera. The very high chance, very very <laughs> good chance. Probably made it on camera, if I had to guess. So the the stage manager is really cool, older British man. Um, and we told him we were like, we're like, can you? He, we're actually doing two songs. One was like a web exclusive. So he came up and he's like, are you ready for us to reset the stage and we'll do the next song? And we were like, yes. But while this while we're playing this song, could you go check the tapes? To make sure that I don't have like a black bean, and he laughed really hard. <laughs> so then we played the other song, which is funny. Like, we played the song, and the whole time I was just thinking, like, I, like you're gonna, I had to have had the black bean on there. Um, <laughs> and then he comes up, and he had his phone, and he's laughing. He's like, "Watch this!" And you see, so like, what the black bean was like in my gum. Oh no! And as I was like yelling at the end of the song, like you see, like my mouth like go high enough to like expose the black bean. Black bean, oh. and then the black bean like takes a ride on the lip. <laughs> it takes a ride <laughs> on the lip for like the rest of the song. So you organically. So we got to play it again. We got to play the song again, and the second take was way better for the crowd, for us, like oh, everyone wow. was partying. So what you see on Jimmy Kimmel Live was our second take, and it was way better. So I feel like the universe. Um, God put that bean in your mouth. God put that bean in my mouth. And I had this weird, <laughs> I was like, should I floss? Because there's also corn as a Southwest mm-hmm. salad. There's also corn in the salad. And I had something hell. stuck in my teeth. I had to get it out of there. And I was like, maybe I should just floss like my whole mouth. <laughs> but then, then I was like, no, you know what? I don't need to do that. It's fine. And then the bean happened. So somewhere, Moral of the somewhere story, in always the, floss, kids. Right? I just started floss. I'm 34. I just started flossing for the first time in my life. It's disgusting. I hate it. I, I hate it. Well, now it's not disgusting. I'm actually into it. Like the fossilization, like digging my teeth out of these fucking. You Why know. do you guys hate it so much? No, I like flossing. I put my hands in my mouth. I hated it forever. Okay. I wouldn't even floss it. I, a, I would never floss. It's like an annoying thing to do it, at the end of the night. Use it the is stick. annoying. Use the floss stick. I have the stick. You don't. don't so like, you don't like your own fingers in the mouth? It's tedious. Tedious. Oh, it's tedious. It is annoying it's when you're tedious. tired and you just want to pass out your dirty teeth. But then I you have like, ADHD. God, this is honestly, um, you know, <laughs> I have it too. It's not meant for us. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Kind of ableist of them to even expect this of the ADHD. You can look crowd. at your phone while you. I'll floss. give them four teeth a night. <laughs> but I just, just the got most I could do. I got my second deep cleaning in my life, like a deep. You know, remember how those? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're painful. They're terrible. And I, I, I think I'm finally mature enough, 34, to be like, I, you know what, I have to. Like, I think in the past I would get a deep cleaning, and be like, it's okay. Like I'll just keep not flossing or not brushing that often, mm-hmm. and just you know, once every couple of years get one of these things, and it sucks. But in a couple of hours, it's over. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to do the maintenance. So I don't have to do this again. So my maturity <sighs> level has risen. When there. I was like, Morby's growing up. I'm growing up. When I was like in college it. and went to the dentist and got a bunch of like cavities or whatever, and like you know, the type of dentist visit where you leave like with zero dollars in your bank account just like yeah. ruins you. It's expensive. That, my perspective there was like way different. I've recently come to terms with it's like not possible. But I would like I came out of there one time and honestly a couple visits I'd be like, look, I'm just gonna my teeth are just gonna go like these are gone. <laughs> sure, I'm gonna have to hustle and get rich enough to buy entirely new teeth. Either technology will have to advance for me to them to save these bad boys, or mm-hmm. I'm just gonna have to buy completely new teeth. So I should start grinding eggs. right now. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, I'm gonna get grinding veneers. your teeth. I'm grinding my teeth and grinding for this bag. Okay. <laughs> is the thing, you know. Maybe you could turn but, like two birds with one stone, where you grind your teeth in such a way where it like plays a sound mm-hmm. and people pay for it, and <laughs> yep. that's your grinding to like uh, an ASMR. Would you get veneers? I don't want them anymore. That's gross. Like once I find out the logistics of it, like when yeah, you see what you have to do to yeah. get them. I when I was like it's having it's these like up. grind set visions, mm-hmm. I was imagining. I don't know what I was imagining, but I was just like. You know, they would just pop pop in new bad boys. Mm. Uh, 
No, 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 no. Ivory sure whites. That's, that's possible. They file your yeah. teeth down. Yes. Into it looks you look like a like a monster kind of. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> there's no going back from there. In there, like you can't pull them out, right? The veneers. No, no, no. Okay. They're in there. Good. I think okay. I'm like noticing like because I started working out way more than I ever did before. It's a very athletic child, and then you know in my rock and roll teens and twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, Put down the football, picked up the bottle. P- picked up the bottle. But I was also like, I was like doing like bike delivery in New York. Classic. And so like I was getting exercise without realizing Stand it. Trim. But I was still like partying, you know, as hard as possible. But then like around 30 and then the pandemic, everything, I started working out. But then it's like shortly after, like you have the revelation of like, oh, working out actually feels amazing. And it's, it's kind of the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after, you're met with the reality that your butt you have this one body and it's you know it needs maintenance it, and like you get these injuries and i threw on my back last year for like a month and a half mm-hmm. month and a half i was just out and it was from you know me me doing good stuff for my body but it's so uh, the mortality of all of this i think mm-hmm. you know i'm like oh I, maybe i should take care of these teeth these chompers while i got them no it's, it's rough shout out to my friend matt who just completely tore his achilles tendon Ooh, what, doing what playing basketball Dang. just a simple Poor game guy. of hoops but yeah, he's he's toast now. Complete rip. Like but how was it? Did like what led up to that through his lifetime? He's athletic. Okay. You know, he's just like active. That's the worst. You get punished for being active. Yes. Freak accidents, man. Mm-hmm. Snap that shit. That, nope. That's always one of the biggest fears. Of mine. It's so that Achilles. Terrifying. Yeah. Because you can hear it when it snaps. Ugh. Yeah, he said it popped. And you just Ugh. know, like as soon Ugh. as you hear that, you're like, I won't walk for it's three months. It's a mythical months. injury. There's a reason. You know, <laughs> the, reason, the reason it has its name. I had a lot of sympathy. I legitimately was out for like a month and a half, like on the couch last summer. And I had a lot of sympathy for the athletes who have to go out, though they have millions <laughs> and millions and millions of dollars. We got to play yeah. through the pain. They probably worse, choice. though. Yeah, for sure. In, or, or just even have to go out like in a championship or whatever. You know, people who just have to to walk away. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's real rough. I felt their pain because I was playing tennis against my friend when I threw out my back. Very similar, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a suburban court in Kansas City uh, to an audience of no one. And <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I had to go lay on my couch for a month and a half, and I, I felt their pain. Wait, so pivoting, where are you from originally? I know I read that you traveled around when you were young. You guys moved a lot, but like, where do you consider yourself being from kansas city is okay. where but also uh, like the first 10 years of my life i was like born in texas and then we lived in detroit but by the age of three we moved to oklahoma and i lived from in oklahoma from like three till 10 okay and then 10 till 18 in kansas city so oklahoma too i have like if i meet someone from there i'm like oh i know you know we're, we come from the same place uh, you're an oki i'm an mm-hmm. oki um <laughs> love oklahoma um but yeah kansas city okay and then you moved to new york I moved to New York when I was 18. 18, and that's what is Woods formed in New York, right? That was your first band? Or? Yes, I joined. They were already a band, and I, I was lucky enough to join that band. And then I was I was in them until like 2013 when I was 24, 25, and then I moved here to L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now you live here, or you live... Now I live in Kansas City. Oh, you're back in Kansas yeah. City. I spent a couple months here out of the year, so I guess... What do you, what'd you, what'd you say? You it's, summer here? I summer here. Yeah. I, or I winter here. You went to I went here. Snowbird. I'm a snowbird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. Like sometimes, I feel like I live this weird existence where if you ask someone from Kansas City, does Kevin Morby live here? They're like, he kind of says he does, but he's never here. Mm-hmm. And then if you ask someone in LA, the same thing. Um, so really, just you know, I think that's a good way to be, man. I think. Thank you. You're I've a global never been citizen. I'm a global either. citizen. I can. And also, where do I live? America. Yeah, exactly, America. Um, and really, just North America. <laughs> yeah, North America. Um, 
But uh, I, uh, New York is the place that like, I chose as my home at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I feel uh, that still feels like one of my homes. I really do feel like this like line across the country. I feel like New York, Los Angeles, Kansas City are like my homes. But I've also been spending a lot of time in Memphis. My girlfriend's from the South. And then we started spending a lot of time in Memphis. So I've really been spending a lot of time there, too. I'm a global citizen. Wait, so what year were you? <laughs> National citizen. <laughs> what year did you join Woods and move to Brooklyn, I assume? Well, I moved to Brooklyn in 2006, and then I joined Woods in 2008. Oh, you were there for a major indie boom. It was the best thing ever on earth oh yeah it was incredible wait okay so you moved there what was what, what scene are we looking at we're looking at like the lo-fi days it was like williamsburg is all williamsburg so it was like right after you know yeah yeah yeah's and interpol mm-hmm. all those ba- or tv on the radio yep. like it was, it was the time period where like bedford avenue in williamsburg was mm-hmm. still it was like there's the uh, a cafe called verb and there was the salvation army on north 7th mm-hmm. and like, uh, uh, you know, the third guitarist of TV on the radio would be like working at one of these places. You'd be like, that's so sick, you know? Um, <laughs> and it was really, it was just the best place. So it was kind of after this boom of bands that had all come from the Lower East Side and, and like initially moved there. Yeah. You know, like post sort of like Animal Collective. Yep. Um, yeah. Early yeah, pitchfork. All that stuff. Early, early-ish pitchfork. And then, but the scene that I like stumbled into and became like this, this thing was like, you know, Woods was one of the, the, the front runners of that. Um, uh, my friends in that band, Matt and Kim, mm-hmm. um, they've been on this podcast before. They're the best. They're the best. They're really I, funny. I went on a run with Kim the other day through Griffith park, which is a very nice, like we were reminiscing actually. Cause the first, I met her on my third day in New York ever. Um, I oh, went wow. to this, remember that promoter, Todd P do you know there's this promoter named Todd nodding. P the answer is you were, yes. You're you're very <laughs> active in this era too, but a different scene. Were you in New York then? <clears throat> no, I was, was in a LA. Blockhouse, okay. Blockhouse boy. So con- you were like I the, was connected to indie music. The at smell, because I feel yeah, like yeah, what yeah, was happening. The smell was sort of like the mirror image of what was happening in New York at that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like No Age is a great example. A like, lightning bolt action. Oh, lightning bolt! The best. I saw oh, some, baby. those shows. Man, lightning bolt would come to town, play some crazy ass warehouse, and mm-hmm. it would be. You know, looking back, like some just insane, like death trap warehouse. But mm-hmm. so they pack kids in there and no air conditioning. It's so fun. Like those mm-hmm. days, I'm so grateful to have experienced that um, in New York. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, and there's been several phases since then, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's not. Is there like a thriving indie scene of any kind right now? I feel like when I say no to that question, I feel like it's because I'm just. I must be out of touch. I question that, and too. And I hope it's because I'm out of touch, you know? I think it exists. We just don't recognize it as, you know, like, it doesn't fit into our old brain capacity, yes. you know? Maybe. I mean, there's definitely things happening. I don't know if it's, like, musical, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, last time I was yeah. in New York, uh, my friend Corey owns a record store. He owns Academy Records in, in Brooklyn, in Greenpoint. And Corey was, he was like, I'm going to this hardcore show. And he's, he's like from New York and, you know, he's been a part of a lot of different scenes over the years. And he's like, there's this hardcore show happening under a bridge. This is 2020, 2021, where it was still a lot of COVID restrictions. And mm-hmm. he went to some hardcore show and he sent me video from it. And it was like 300 kids under a bridge mm-hmm. in Queens or something losing their minds. Oh, yeah. And I was like, there's something happening. I just don't <laughs> know what it is. There's and that's definitely okay. that. I mean, did you see the Dead City shows when they played under? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was like I tried to I mean a lot of people I know tried to go this band Dead City um, very similar to what you just described yeah but just this one was probably like like a, like a thousand, thousands thousands of kids under some bridge and like downtown. blowing stuff up like lighting just cars on fucking fire insane and like so that's like me seeing lightning bolt back in the day yeah right? this was um yeah the police this one was crazy because like they were doing a bunch of this over COVID and then 
this one, like, you literally could... They put a barricade <laughs> probably in, like, a mile radius of this show. Like, you couldn't... They blocked off the highways. Like, all of the highways were blocked just mm-hmm. to shut this show down. Wow. Like, you couldn't even get close... Couldn't even get close enough to walk. Like, nothing. Wow. Like, if you tried to drive up... That's um, how bad people want to do nitrous and mosh, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd love... And love during COVID, that was moshing. taken away from us. They really did. <laughs> they really did. But I'm, you know, I'm. So I'm there must be back. these scenes. I think it's probably. I think it probably just looks different than how it looked to us because of the internet now, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's maybe was, maybe was, the scenes as we know it are gone forever. Oh, uh, something that we've been talking about on our podcast, on my podcast, how long gone? With some older people in the biz, where they're saying like that era that we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. two thousand early two thousands indie scene or whatever. You would name a bunch of bands, and that was just like a culture. That was just like right. a vibe, you know? Right. And we said Lightning Bolt and Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, and there's such yeah. a huge chasm in no between age. those people. Yeah. But uh, but music itself just used to be culture, and now it's not really anymore. So we right. can't like find like a burgeoning scene or a thriving scene. Yeah, it's not it's centered just around music as much anymore, I don't think. Yeah, everything's so splintered. Politics and streaming TV is what people say have replaced music as a culture. Hey, yeah, maybe it's, it's for the best. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe I don't like politics. Maybe it's for the best, depending on what band we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that time was great, though. I'm very happy to have, like, in my lifetime, really been a part of a scene that felt global, where when we go on tour to Europe or something, people would be like, I can't believe you live in Brooklyn. Like, that's the coolest place. Yeah. And all those bands coming out of there. You know those guys? I remember one time, Woods went to Japan, and we played this great show in Tokyo, and we went on tour with that band Real Estate, who are old mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And... Real Estate's another great example of a band that came out of that time. And Vivian Girls. There's so much fun stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But we went with Real Estate and this total culture shock thing happened where after the show, it wasn't a big show or anything. It was like maybe like two or 300 people, but our minds were blown that we were playing that many people in Tokyo. Sure. And they took us to a room afterwards and it was like out of a movie where they opened up the doors and all the people who had been at the show ran at us with just a bunch of American bands from that scene's merch. So <laughs> it was strange. It wasn't like, like some of it was Woods merch. Um, or real estate merch, but as I was signing like Vampire Weekend and like <laughs> like Pains of Being Pure at Heart tote bags and stuff. It's very strange, but it was cool to close be, enough is what they're saying. So totally sick. close enough. This guy's got to know that it's guy. Kind of racist, actually. You know, towards towards indie rock yeah. guys with curly hair. <laughs> towards Americans. What if you had a full freak out? Bro? I want to say it was the first time. Like I feel like my life and my trajectory with COVID began like two months before everyone else's. Um, in America because that you know in my circle of friends because of this show that's supposed to be in Tokyo that I was so excited to go do um, but that ship got quarantined mm. and so it was it was you know it was, it was quarantined off the coast of Japan and it was this thing where you know, I had to make this judgment call um, because it was this possibility of like oh well if we go there and get quarantined in a hotel or something we had an Australian tour right after it mm. and so it was like risk it and go there um, and if you know we we got stuck there, then I would have to miss this whole Australian tour, and that would lose more money than if we just canceled the Tokyo show. So we had to cancel, which is a huge bummer. And um, shout out to Big Love, that record store, and those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing, and I really was looking forward to it because that Woods tour was like over ten years ago at this point, and I, I love it there, and I really want to go back. What were your? How did you survive COVID? What were your? Do you have any weird activities? Well, I got really into. I, I was already. I'd already I told you to about run. mine already. I told you about me. Yeah, you built the studio. Blacksmithing. On, yeah. Woodworking. Mm-hmm. You build a studio. It's you got into tennis, beautiful. right? I got really into tennis. Sounds pretty healthy. You didn't have any low points. Any subreddits that you, you started? I'm the type of guy. I'm the. I hear about any the, subreddits. I want to hear about um, the darkness. 
I'm the type of person street art? who I think like street art. I got, really, yeah. I got ta- I was tagging, tagging my name. I got addicted to street I had a art tag COVID. when in those days in New York. I had a tag. Damn. Oh, okay. Here's what it I'm was. I'm also a graph bro. It was a it was an upside down cross and it said Sm- the Smiths <laughs> and the the H is like crossed. You Damn. know, so like Smiths down and then the okay the cross and it's upside down cross. Wow. I would tag it. I lived. Shout out to my friend David <laughs> Penn. Really funny. <laughs> I I moved into this like loft. There's this band called the Good Good. They were great, um, <laughs> and I moved in with some of the, them, and they're all like ten years older than me. This is when I first moved there. I was eighteen years old, like a little shithead, and so excited to be there. I mean, again, there's nothing more fun than being eighteen years old and it's 2006. And you moved to New York City. It's the, mm-hmm. well, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. But um, I I lived sparks there. in your hand, Sp- Crylog in the hand. other, just the orange tongue, mm-hmm. sparks. Oh my God! This is a real. You continue, Office Sparks. Well, my only story is that my friend David, who I lived with, who I'm still friends with, he's 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 like so great. But he was, you know, he was like late twenties, maybe even thirty at the time. And I'm 18, and I come there, and I like I went up on the roof and like tagged the roof. And he was like, "Dude, you can't tag the roof." And he like cleaned it up for me. God bless David Penn. But I I tagged it with my stupid Smiths thing. I was like, I would like, I wouldn't do it anywhere that like I could get arrested, you know, or that was going to be at you all. You're only hitting chill spots. I was hitting was chill there. spots. Yeah, and I and like, you just love the Smiths that much. And not really. Like I just thought satanic? it was clever. I just thought it was clever. You I was like talking about this the play. other day. Like these were the days in New York where you would be at a party and you're like 18 years old and there's like a 20 year old and someone would be like, you see that guy over there? Like vice magazine scouted him on the street <laughs> on Bedford and yeah. now he's modeling for vice. And you'd be like that. He's so fit. So <laughs> yeah. He's the most famous guy I've ever been in a room with. I can't <laughs> believe There's no this. social media clout. Like, so it's just, you know, exactly mouth. Clout. You literally see him in a physical magazine, which there's something more to that. Like, I feel like everything's so desensitized now. Where and you question like is someone actually famous or do they yeah. have like some followers? Like you can't tell. But then just, like, this kid wouldn't have been famous. <laughs> but seeing someone like physical media felt like uh, way more significant than yeah. it is now. Yeah. Even if you're just a vice do, you're still a name yes. in print, and yes. you're getting your dick sucked Those dudes for the next don't. six months. Terrifying. That was the terrifying. Uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. It could make or break your indie career. It really could, and you would get you would get made <laughs> you get made fun of. You know, people make fun of you. you're a don't. Vice said you're a don't. Getting bullied. Oh, getting bullied by the Vice people. Yeah. Or well, you know, bu- the if, you, if you're a don't in Vice, social suicide. Yeah. Social suicide. You're taking your own life at were that they, point. Were they were they doing like people in don't? I mean, I thought yeah, it was more of like course. no. Every every month there would be like ten do's, ten don'ts, and just a photo of someone I dude, I with their name and their age. And d- if it's yeah. a do, it'll be like this angelic creature friends. entered the earth on blah blah blah. And like, yes. if it's a don't, it's just like a cruel. Uh, I still cruel remember. Dick. I still remember what friends of mine got do's and what's got done, who got yeah, don'ts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, Trevor yes. Skeet Skeet. He he was a do. I remember. Okay. Cassie Ramon from the Vivian Girls and who I was in the babies with. And now he's a CEO. She was a do. Tech yeah, CEO. Yeah, yeah. Look what happened. Do to the him. math, brother. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh, just my friend Cassie uh, was a do. I remember that she was a do. I didn't know they were doing individuals. Oh, it was so brutal. I remember this one. You thought they were just doing like large concepts. groups of people. Although I've never like races. at this time. I was you know I, we're like about the same age. Um, but at the time I was. Definitely like trying to be cool, but I wasn't very good at it. So I was not like like I knew advice. I wasn't like probably reading it actively. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew where to get it even. You um, get it. Where were you free. living? I, think, I was in Chicago. Damn, bro. I know. Yeah, I Chicago. mean, like, yeah, I was 
This man was in Oklahoma. What's your excuse? I have no excuse. <laughs> they don't I even have magazines like in Oklahoma. Chicago is the big place. Not, cool. It's where everyone <laughs> like, I'm moved just telling to. You. You're, you're from Chicago? Yeah. Chicago is where everyone from Kansas City was the big city that everyone moved to. And I thought to myself, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go big. Bigger. Yeah. That's the bigger. that's the Brooklyn of of Kansas City. Is yes. Shy town. Everyone I know. I'm moved trying to see like the archive of do's and don'ts. I'm like. I don't know if it's assembled in one place. They probably really scrubbed nice, it. You know? I mean, it's pretty brutal. There was one I remember. I was like my. I mean, yeah. Roommate. I mean, I'm clicking at the first one is like blackface. Yeah, I mean, Vice is in. Uh, it's Jesus probably a Christ. do. Vice. I, I remember. If Gavin McGinnis was the editor at that time. Then yeah. Yeah. I sat with him at a wedding once, and it was insane. Really? Yes. You were at one of the like. You were at, at your own he wedding. Was at the it was, table, and it, it was, was your insane. best man. <laughs> Why'd you invite him? <laughs> it was not my wedding. So you were at someone else's wedding. <laughs> yes. Table eleven. Kevin yes. Morby and him. Gavin McGinnis and he other immediately people. Immediately was asking me like how often I masturbate and what's up, pussy? How big is your dick? You it was do like Jager that. Shot? It was it was terrible. He should have started a podcast. It not the terrible. proud. You really should. <laughs> it would be like. I thought he. I'm surprised he didn't. He, he probably like had one at video some point. But like, what does he do now? He's he's a proud boy. He's like he leads. He's, no, he no, he's, he left the proud boys, and I think he's just sort of in exile. Just interesting. I, I think he made a lot of money when he was removed from Vice. I sat. Yeah, I sat with him at a wedding. Hopefully, we'll never come around just again. Yeah. It was living in a van. I didn't know who he was, and I didn't know the significance. And all it was a it was a wedding. It was like a lot of celebrities were at this wedding. It was a it was a great Whose wedding. Whose wedding was this? You like Leslie say? Arfin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Leslie Arfin. Leslie Paul Arfin's Rust. great. Yeah, it was. She wonderful. also was on Hell. And she worked for Vice, so there's a lot of yeah. like people that she worked with. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, what was it going and to say? And everyone's like, "You gonna invite Guinness?" And she's like, ah, "I gotta invite Gavin." You know, I'll put him on the table with his kid Kevin Morby. I don't I barely know. <laughs> <laughs> was he um was he doing anything wild besides the masturbation question? Or he was just uh, he was doing all the shock value stuff that like was dating. Yeah. He was like pulling his pants out and spreading his butt cheeks open. Like he's like, "When's the last the time you guys had sex uh, with my, me and my girlfriend at the time?" It was it was too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, I don't. I think you think this is like shocking, but it's not. Right, right. Maybe it was at one point in your career. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's just, just annoying. annoying. I mean, it's also weird when you're like around <clears throat> somebody that's like in character when yes. you, there's like an expectation that you're not. Yes. And I think this like, I don't know. Maybe this is like a little alienating, but it applies more for like somebody that's like in the public eye, you yeah. know, and people that are when you're around mm-hmm. them. It's weird when everybody's just being normal and one person's like doing a shtick. Yeah. Or, like in character, and it's just like, man, like. Can you just drop it? Like, like, wow, this salmon's really like, good. And like, it's, it's, how big's your dick? It's, yeah, it's, it's like, exactly, man, like I'm just at a wedding. Like, exactly. I don't want to fucking riff. It's it's just a person who just soaks up the takes the air. Well, out some people it's like them. not. That's like the other thing is like some people realize like, oh, I don't think they have like an on and off switch. That's right. just like mm. how they are. Right. All the or the on and off switch broke years back. Maybe in Gavin's <laughs> case, it broke. You know. It broke. <laughs> it broke. Well, Vice. So I, I remember a friend's or uh, uh, my roommate's. Uh, sorry, my friend's roommate was on a don't, and I don't remember what it said. But all I remember was, oh, okay. It, so, so she was wearing a shirt that said that that had a Kimya Dawson lyric on it that <laughs> says, "You don't have to fuck over people to survive." And so mm-hmm. she's a don't. Good message. Wearing this shirt, and yeah, it's great lyric. And then the don't says, I don't remember what the burn was, but it was like, she's wearing a shirt that says, you don't, you don't have to fuck over people to survive, which is ironic given the fact that I'm going to pay this month's rent by saying, and then had some crazy diss. And <laughs> it was so brutal. Um, I walked around New York terrified that someone was going to snap a pick, and then I would just end up as a don't, you know? <laughs> 
Man, I'm having a lot of trouble <laughs> finding. You know, it's, I, I'll probably be able to find this, uh, some kind of archive, like, after the podcast's over, but that would have been really fun to go through. We'll see. Because I would... I feel they, like they scrubbed If you can't them. find it, who can, though, Jack? If I had my full attention, I'd probably be able to find it. They have a book. They made a book. It's probably curated, Vice though. made a book about do's and don'ts? Vice, do's and don'ts. Um, it's, everything's got to be in Fashion Archive. I, I mean, it's like a paperback. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be able to get this I wonder time. when the... Okay, so in my mind, like, when I first moved to Brooklyn... Mm-hmm. I will say, like, getting a good review in the back of Vice, it was either like a puke face or like a smiley face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the first emoji in a weird way. I, damn. <laughs> damn, bro. Um, I remember that to me held as much significance as like a pitchfork good rating. As like a 3,000 mm-hmm. word Guardian review. Yes. Or something. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Like seeing just like the little blurb. Um, and just in that way that all reviews kind of hold you hostage of just like, I don't want to be humiliated. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, Wood's got the smiley face. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's funny to think about now, but I'm trying to think, you know, they bought that building that, that venue Death by Audio was in, and that was a big turning point. Yep. I just think culturally, like, when did Vice kind of, s- everyone, like, like, like they were the, the, the magazine that, like, no one liked, but everyone had to pretend to because you're afraid of getting made fun of at a party or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I'm just, I'm trying to think back to when that became like, oh, fuck Vice. I no longer care about if they, think I think cool. they, I mean, cause everyone liked, or I guess I liked it when I was a kid and I'd, you know, be like 13 and I'd see it in a record store Same. and you would be like, this is naughty. I shouldn't be looking at this cause there's like bad words and nudity and yeah. And crazy there's good journalism shit and, in there. They like, cover crazy shit. Yeah, there's good journalism, but like, here's how to like take Ambien or like over the counter right. drugs and like get high. Like, you felt wrong doing it. And then at a certain point, it was just they they had to stop being so bad boy because of right. the way culture evolved, you know? Well, and they got bought by Fox, you know? Like, yeah, that'll do it they too. They got so big. And but no magazine can do that. I also think now, once you know? get older than writers or like the bulk of the, or some of the writers, like, when I was 18 and there's a 25 year old writer that was like, right. a, you know, grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa to me that I was like, well, they obviously know more about the world than me. But then when you're like 30, you're like, <laughs> this is insane. This like hungover kid is writing some stupid like thing about me. It R- doesn't R- hold it. It's like watching Beavis and Butthead in your thirties and you're like, okay, I understand how this was funny, but <laughs> yeah. my brain has exactly. moved on from this kind of exactly. no shade to the Beavis and Butthead fans mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, no disrespect to Beavis or Butthead. They're both <laughs> nice guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all love on We're, the side, bro. I've been trying to get them on the pod. <laughs> um, damn, I wish I could find that archive. Yeah, but, okay, I, my spark story, it's not really a story. It's just like a bad time, but um, probably 2007-ish, 2008. In Chicago. Yeah, it's probably the first Pitchfork Festival, if not maybe the second. Who's playing that year? Clap your hands and say, yeah. Uh, Waves played. Waves. Um, Shout out to Waves. Nathan. Uh, freak. I love him. Jarvis Cocker. Uh huh. Very cool. Maybe I'm Sick. confusing because I worked at a couple of them, but I was filming. The I was a cameraman. This was like the first one. Oh wow. Okay. Unpaid, unpaid cameraman. No big deal. Um, <laughs> good for but, the But uh, it was very disorganized. This is a new festival, and waters were not being brought around to like the camera area. <laughs> it's always uh, the water. But there was uh, plenty of sparks, mm-hmm. and oh, I was wow. uh probably 19. The third day, I reached like a mental breaking point. It was, like, it was real bad. What I was, was just like out of my strong. mind, dude. No, I didn't. How many like sparks would you have in one day? Like five or six or something. So five or six. That's yeah, a lot. Of, they're yeah, big yeah. hands. But I was too. like, you know, I felt yeah. terrible too. I was not drinking water at all. Um, like the that's can't even like imagine. Like that's a hot 
summer festival. Yeah, it was not good July. for my health. So no I was car a, I was a mess. No, Everyone no, no, I know no. like I mean, got like, into like car accidents and stuff from it a lot. Or like really? a lot of street it's fighting. Drunk driving. I didn't even think about because I was in New York where people didn't have to drive. That's right. Sparks with driving is terrifying. <clears throat> hey, man, we did it. You guys were out Just here. Just what really. you had to do. Or Sparks on the fixed gear bike around Williamsburg. Same. I got in a lot of bike accidents, drunk bike there accidents. We go. Oh, yeah. When I was that age. It was... <laughs> It's scary, honestly. It's terrifying. I've been hit by a few cars on bikes, for sure. Terrifying. It's a very 2008-type injury. When I was 19, I worked at Hopefully this... Hopefully, you were wearing a helmet. I worked I at this... I it was. Uh, it's called answer. Jimmy's Diner. I worked at this... Um, I almost called it a buffet. It was not a buffet. It was a, it was a diner. Um, and I delivered food. And I, when I was 19, I went to the, the staff party, like the Christmas party. And it was snowing outside. And someone snuck me, like, six drink tickets. The boss. And... Mm. Um, so I had like six whiskeys and I was like 19. I got so drunk and on the Sick. bike ride home, my bike was like messing up. The, the tire was going into like the, uh-huh. the, the axle or whatever. And it kept stopping. I have to get off and kind of like, like fix it. Um, and then like the third time that it happened, I got off my bike and I like swung it like a baseball bat style into a pole and it broke the thing. And then I kicked it really hard. <laughs> I got like someone, whoever I'm gave me the six fit. drink yeah. tickets. I couldn't work the next day. I couldn't go in to do the job for, you know. <laughs> oh, um, were you like delivery driving with the bike? I, point? Yeah, yeah. I was bike delivery. So that was your tool of the trade. Smashed my tool. Smashed. I smashed my bike and I, I still have a dint in my leg. It's like from where I kicked it. It's like I went to kick the bike, but like my foot missed. and I just hit it with my shin really hard. It's all those sorts of Damn, things. Bro. Biking mishaps. This is all bringing me back to alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. Back when all this kind of stuff happened all the time. Yeah. And now I'm like, oof. Were you rough in your party boy days? Were you yeah. a wild boy? Yeah. I mean, not like, no like stabbings or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you name it. Pretty much all that bad stuff was going on. Yeah. No, never got a DUI. Me That's neither. Good. <laughs> you know why? Because I never drove drunk. <laughs> That's a good I one. drove drunk. But like, I would be <laughs> That's in, a really good clarification, by like the way. Like my friend Dan and I, would we would like drive somewhere and he would... It would be like three in the morning. Everyone's blacked out. He would be driving down the 110 downtown, kind of mm, by the crypt. Terrifying. Stop in the middle lane, pull the key out of the ignition, throw the keys out the window to see as like a game of chicken to see who would run out of the car first. Oh my to grab God. The keys. And that was like normal stuff, you know? What That's a game. insane. We used to ride our bikes on the freeway on the 101. That sounds fun. Was this like high school? Wait, when was this? This was like early 20s. This is like 21 okay. or so. Throwing the keys out of the car is crazy. I know. On the 101. Where would you do it? 110, downtown. Or the 110. That's insane. That's even crazier. No, it's awful. Like, the thought of it now gives me anxiety. There are things where I'm like, I'm so glad that I I survived that. What was the closest you've come to death? To death is not (laughs) alcohol related. The closest I've come to death is swimming in Hawaii. Okay. And oh, I, it was it was very scary. Is actually Rada. I like if so, it, I I've never had like a very 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 near death experience, but this was close enough to where I saw I saw the quick pathway to the end. Yes, and it was very scary. I was like I was in Hawaii for the first time and I was snorkeling mm-hmm. and like an idiot. You know, everywhere you go in Hawaii, I love it there so much. It's so beautiful, but everywhere you go, there's like little warning signs. I didn't. So many it, people yeah. die there. So many people. So many tourists go there and they're like. Oh, great, this it's cliff true. walk or whatever. It, but you really have to be careful, um, especially not being used to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I like was snorkeling, and I was following this coral reef out. And I, I had like bad panic attacks in high school and stuff, and I really learned how to live with them and how to like you know avoid them. But, you know, a panic attack is a panic attack, and sure. it'll, it'll come for you when it comes for you, and usually stuff leads up to it. But 
I was out in the water and I, you know, I, I swam real far out cause I was just kind of blown away by how easy it was to just sort of float there when you, you, you can breathe, you know? Mm-hmm. And like with the snorkel. And so I followed this reef out and you're in your little underwater magical world. It's so beautiful. I wasn't thinking anything of it. Followed all the way out till it ends really far out in the ocean. And then when I came up and I looked <laughs> back at shore, panic attack just hit me yeah. like a bag uh-huh. of bricks. And I had, I had this weird thing. I remember I thinking like, it's okay because I have a life jacket on, but I didn't have a, and I was like, wait, yeah. no, I don't have, a, I don't have a life jacket on. I denied it at the thing that like the rental place. I was like, I don't need that. And then Ooh. the moment I had that thought, crazy panic. And I couldn't swim for a second. Oh and boy. I got so scared, but there was oh. some coral reef like protruding further down and I swam to it and like laid out on it, cut my arms. It's like really sharp. And I laid there and I kind of like got my composure and was able to like, okay, I can swim back in. But that was the closest where I was like, I'll just be left out here. No one will know. And you were solo. Well, I was with my girlfriend at the time who's way better. She grew up on a coast and so she, she was able to just swim in with ease and I lost her. That was the other scary part is that oh like, my God. like when I kind of had my panic moment, I kind of came up for some extra air and she was gone and then I put the snorkel back in and took a breath and I just got a bunch of salt water. Like I hadn't cleared it out. Oh. It was like this six, this domino effect to me being like, I'm going to drown. Luckily I found this coral reef and laid out on it and then like eventually got back in. But it, that was the, that was close. Not Grab sparks reef, related bro. at all. Not sparks related. Damn. Did you say someone please get me off of this reef? That's where is my it, head was. Is going. that a, I was like, I was like, is that an island he, reference? That's a sublime reference. Oh, word. I was like, R. he's R. kind R. of, Describing Bradley. the plot of uh, grab the reef right underneath now. my bed. Yeah. Is that the lyric? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, nice. Something to think about. Nice. Metaphorical bed. I like. I love Sublime actually. I've covered Sublime I'm a more big than big Sublime other fan and defender. I I cover Sublime in like uh there. What I got is my go to. Okay. A show like it, it'll always be something. Who like, does the solo? I, uh, well, whoever's playing guitar. Okay. Um. They're all good. I can throw it to you know. <laughs> we mix it up every night. Uh, Meg Duffy, who's played my band for a long time, would commonly take it because um, they they were playing guitar in my band at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the song where it hasn't happened in a long time because more people come to the shows now. But like you'd be on a tour and you'd be playing like Scottsdale, Arizona, and no one's paying attention. I'll throw them a bone. Every and you're like, I actually think these people are here because they think like they're not here for the show. And so if there's live music, they want to hear something they know. They're so into music. We'll, they're not into your music. Yes. So we'll play sick, what I got. And it's always, person. But you guys don't have anyone to do the scratches, though? You guys have to. Yeah, no scratches. Okay. Yeah, he brings a DJ on tour I just in case. You, know, you want to get in there. That would be. You should. Uh, just if you, you know. Next our, time I play LA, if you want to bring the tables, <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I'm down. God, that would be a dream come true. What's actually. your favorite Sublime song? What I got. Really? 40 ounces of freedom's good. Okay. Um, what's the one the like uh just a fucked up situation? What? Date rape. Yep, date rape. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, you know. But what I got. I'm sorry to put one. you on the sublime best, spot. What man, I got has the best lyric of all time. How do you pick this one? Oh. Take all your money, give it all to charity. That's the best line ever. Mm-hmm. Life is what I got. It's within my reach. They Oof. have a pretty good compilation. On Spotify, Jaw won't pay the bills. If you listen to that, it has some like oh demos and stuff. I don't know if I've heard Jaw won't pay the bills. He Have really you... won't though. That's the thing. <laughs> Jaw won't pay the bills, no matter it's how a, much you, he'll hard, do a lot. It's a hard life fact that we've all had to come to grips with. Yeah, it's it's a part of growing up. Also, there's like um, there's some good YouTube holes you could go on where you just like I I one time with my friend searched uh, Bradley Noel hanging out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's like some. Like oh, VHS tape dumps of like you mm-hmm. know some guy in Long Beach just like drinking with the Sublime guys just like in an apartment. There's well, actually like a weird 
there's one tape where it's like 20 minutes of it that it's like brad goes inside to like watch surfing on tv or something mm-hmm. and it's like a guy filming him just like watching this small tv wow i don't know why he's recording any of it but because he's um, in the presence of god i don't yeah. think he knew that at the time though you know he knew he knew i always like sublime's uh like their their tone and the the sound quality of their instrumentation yeah me recording. too yeah like it's the, great their, music. their drum sounds and their bass sounds are, are very well especially done. especially drums i'm a big fan of the sublime drums yeah it I feel sounds like great What's that? What it's like? Sublime with Rome now, very dark. Ugh. Very dark. Can't do it, bro. You just can't it? replace Brad. You can't. There's no <laughs> replacement. Like kind of the it's band. like well, okay. What it's like? It's like Foo Fighters is right. Sublime featuring Rome. It's just kind of like mm. yeah. Wait, s- mm. like to Nirvana? You're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a so different, different thing though. because it'd be like if the drummer of Sublime was like, "Well, I can write songs and I'll just start a whole new band." Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like the singer. It'd be like if. Uh, I guess, I guess maybe more of a new order. Well, Joy it's Division kind of vibe. like you guys were talking about this recently. It's sort of Tom DeLonge left the Blink One Eight Two and they got Matt Skiba, yes, but that's another yes, that's yes. another guy who's already like you know a record selling machine. Um, He's much more proven than Rome. Than whoever Rome, Rome is. Whoever Rome is. Rome's the luckiest guy in the universe, I think. Who is? I think he's really. It's actually it's like that. Uh, it's singer. like that Thai kid who replaced the Journey singer. I don't know anything about that. Oh, yeah, that's v- vaguely familiar. Yeah, they like found some random kid on like Ameri- like on YouTube, <laughs> and he they they're like, "You're so good at singing Journey songs oh, that wow. you're just in the band now." Wow. And it was just it's like, like sounds a, like something that somebody would think up in their head. Like, oh, the Germs know. did this with that Shane West or whatever that actor. That's right. Did, <laughs> the Germs. They oh, like did God, the biopic yeah, and they that. had him do it. And they're like, why, "Why don't we just be the Germs again with a different singer?" And it's like it just doesn't work. You can't do that. No. That's really funny. But Sublime and Rome make millions of dollars every year. That isn't. Do you really think they make millions of dollars? For sure. They play. They play like a hundred yeah, festivals every year. I mean, the stoner industry is like <laughs> it's huge. crazy. Like there's like it's true. You know, it's like there's festivals culture. you don't even know about that are like for sure. Uh, at least the size of like FYF or something that are just yeah, yeah, weed yeah. focused, right? Like and bands you've never even. I mean, I've heard of them in now. San Diego gone, alone, they're probably oh, yeah. sure. three mil. Sure, Iration, yeah. <laughs> Iration's up there. Uh, Revolution. I think Do you is think another Rome gets recognized? Slightly stupid, probably. <laughs> oh, he, stu- slightly stupid headliner for sure. Does Rome get turtles? like? Can Rome walk so around Long Beach? Yeah, does he get, get recognized? Is he like? Are people like? Uh, excuse me, Rome. Are you are you saying the word recognized? You've never heard. What's recognized? It's when you're wrong star and you get recognized that's just I, i've wh- honestly never different? heard that yeah how's, how's it different yeah. than recognized because <laughs> recognized is if you do something that's not play music recognized so you're rock star. if i was like, like giving you like the horns like rock on brother <laughs> so <laughs> is there rap recognized uh maybe there is now i've you never heard that before I'm, I'm a rock artist so for me it's just all been recognition sure wow when okay. someone me and katie say if someone comes up and notices one of us. We're like, wow, we just got recognized in Whole Foods or wherever we're at. Uh-huh. Usually Whole Foods. <laughs> Do you guys get recognized a lot? Uh, yeah, it happens. I I would say it happens under the bar of annoying. Like we're we're just grateful for it. You know, it's never like I think I, I definitely have a really risky. Like you don't have like a defining feature that I would be like that is Kevin Morby. I like, think right my there. hair like, to a lot of because even with there's the a mask, lot of like guys with that hair. I'd say that's so. It's true. like if you're in Whole Foods. That's a huge risk to you go know, up a girl a- came up to me <laughs> recently, and this is actually a funny recognized story, where I was in Austin, and I had to fly. It was like this thing where I was visiting Katie on tour, 
and I was flying out really early the next morning to San Francisco to play a, a gig. I was supposed to fly out the day before, but I wanted to spend more time with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me get a last minute flight and fly, fly in the day of the show. And I fly Delta. Like, that's where all my points lie. Okay. Hell yeah. But there was no Delta flight going out early enough, so I had to get United. So I'm like, okay, it's been years since I've flown something that's not Delta, which I hate. Because here's what happens when I fly something that's not Delta, and I don't have the, the, the status, is that whatever airline sees the guitar, and they hate my, every part of me. Um, and <laughs> it, it's the worst. You don't. You have to wait in the long lines and everything. And you get up there with a the guitar, and they just make you feel like you're trying to bring a fucking sword on the plane. Damn. You know, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no way. That can't. That's something you might know about, Jack. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna like throw that thing out the window. So <laughs> I was in the Austin airport, and I was standing there, and it's like we're all in masks, and I'm standing there, and I and the woman working this like United gate was like. You can't. Oh, we don't. We don't. Uh, we don't know why they let you check that in. We don't usually let guitars on the flight. They're like making it seem like it's an impossible thing mm-hmm. when you know that it's going to be fine. And so I'm talking with her, and we're like somewhat arguing. And I'm like, this is why it's the worst flying like without a, a status, without diamond, platinum, medallion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so then I'm standing there, I'm like group four or whatever, and I'm standing there. Oof. And as we're boarding, I know, and I got the guitar. And so, so basically she was like, you can take it on board, but I don't know what's going to happen. You're not supposed to be able to. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get on there and have to like argue with another flight attendant. It's going to be terrible. It's not a good place to store it probably, right? Like, is that well, the whole they don't thing? plane check it is the whole thing. Delta plane checks it. So, uh, and like, because I have the status, they're always like, right this way, sir. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, drop it off at the plane and you'll, it'll be there when you get yep. home. So. They don't, none of that's happening. She's like, you can take your chances on the flight. Mm-hmm. While I'm standing there and they're like, group one, two, three, and I'm waiting for group four, uh, a very kind young woman walks up to me and is crying and she's like, are you Kevin Morby? And it was this sort of validating thing because this woman was still with an earshot who had just mm. like been demeaning me. <laughs> but I was like, this is embarrassing. This poor fan who's got this idea of me is now going to have to watch me walk on this flight and get like my guitar taken away as if I'm a criminal (laughs) and me get upset and flustered. (laughs) Luckily that didn't happen. There was space for it, of course, on the flight, but we were in masks and the girl was like, I recognize you from your eyes. Is what she Whoa. said. Like, oh, Why was she nice. crying? Yeah, I was going to say you skipped over the crying part. She, she was a fan. She's like, your music means a lot to me. Well, oh, she was really crying cool. because she was in your presence. Yes. Which wow. that doesn't usually happen. So then you're seeing that and then you're looking over at, at the person at the desk at United, and you're like, "Why, yes, I am, Kevin." Yes, Morby. exactly. And yes. I'm so you, sorry that oh, Delta don't made cry. you cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, exactly. You're, like, you're scared about my guitar. Come, on, come with me. Yeah, you scared about my way. guitar. You, you see the beauty. I, I, I work with this thing. She's crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it was an awkward moment. I, I really, it was. Uh, shout out to that young. Fan. She's, like, she's very wonderful. Zone four? <laughs> yeah, really? Exactly. Oh, God. I thought you would be sitting first class by now. Um, I was like, no. She unfollows you on Spotify <laughs> in front of you. <laughs> it was, but it was a funny moment. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there's a defining feature. Um, apparently, my eyes are. I mean, you could know. you imagine being recognized? Like it happens to Jack and I every once in a while. We'll be yeah. at a Whole Foods and be like, "Hey, man, dig the pod." But yeah, the thought of chill. somebody crying that doesn't uh, like again that means you're creating real art man the only other time that's ever happened would be at a show in like my environment have you have you been approached by somebody who couldn't hold back the tears because every day (laughs) every day of my life (laughs) what kind of tears we talk never happens to brandon never just me no but i mean i'm just joking that's very cool for you it was it was yeah it was a funny situation getting recognized that's not a rocking that's not recognizing you though that's recognizing 
That's recognizing. Sorry, I'm rock- she recognized I got the guitar. your eyes. She didn't recognize your eyes. She recognized. She recognized. Let's not bring rock into this. Um, I mean, I'm. It couldn't be more Although maybe of a recognition. Like, I've got okay. the guitar. Being yeah. over- I'm being discriminated against because of the guitar. Crying, being overwhelmed to tears with your guitar. That's. I guess that's rock. He was. That he was getting <laughs> on the next flight out to go play a rock concert. Yeah, exactly. I was. I was being flown you into a festival. You don't hear the word rock too much. I'm, I think that's just like what I'm enjoying here. Is that. Rock musician awesome. Kevin Morby on the pod You know what's today. funny? Before, so before um, I started getting known for my work, um, that's a funny way of saying that, but, and I, and I first moved to LA, before I was a known solo artist, I guess is a better way of saying it, mm. but I moved to LA, this would happen to me constantly, happening like once a week, but I was in bands, I was in Woods, I was in The Babies, so like, I was in stuff, it would be possible for me to be recognized, mm-hmm. but I'd be out at a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, and someone would be looking at me in the way, it's always a specific way where you're like, I'm about to get recognized, mm-hmm. and someone would be looking at me that way, and I'm like, oh, it's coming, they're going to tell mm-hmm. me that they're a big fan <laughs> or whatever, and then they would come up and they'd be like, dude, I'm such a big fan. I'm like, thank you so much. And they'd be like, man, Ty Siegel, can I can I get a picture with you? <laughs> For so long, I would get Ty Siegel. Um, Do you look? And I'm friends with Ty. Alike? We did. We There's we some we, hair, we did more. Um, from like age nine, I've known Ty since we we're both like 18, 19. And from like 19 to like our mid late 20s, we really looked alike. We we dressed the same. Rockleganger. Uh, he's a rockleganger. That's new. I've never wow. looked really good. Okay. He's a rockleganger. That's so good. That's really really Jack, good. Jack, who does that happen to you with when they oh, mistake you for? Dude, a, there a was celebrity. a period where me and Dylan Francis used to be more similar looking. Oh, when before you got swole, it was he had bleached hair for a while. And I, when I had bleached hair, um, and then once we became friends and like worked together mm-hmm. i think there was like there was definitely a couple people after that that would like just kind of like wires crossed mm-hmm. and like i've like taken pictures as dylan unit. francis before really especially at a edm festival yeah i mean that's when people are like fucked up mm-hmm. they'll just so you know, you're at the electric forest and they're like dylan i mean their pay. vision's probably blurry and you know, okay i mean that's good. definitely sometimes it's easier at the time it was easier and funny <laughs> be like hoping to find the picture later but never can him you know but otherwise it's lookalikes is only mm-hmm. usually eyebrow b- based in a way that's offensive you do have a strong <laughs> eyebrow i've never noticed fa- it before. they're back in fashion now so they are they weren't Good for eyebrows. a long time not at all have you ever had them sculpt sculpted? oh yeah i mean they've been trimmed to back before okay they grow back very quick do they grow back angrier and stronger? Yes, only okay. stronger than before. Wow. For sure. <laughs> I wonder, like, it'd be fun to shave them off just to see how quick they come back. I, we were just talking about this. They come back. We are talking about this on our podcast most recently about eyebrow shaving and bleaching as a trend that just won't go away. Is it? I see it, yeah. It's. Oh, yeah, I guess I have. It's a wild yeah. style. How do you feel about a bleached eyebrow? Not. Well, I guess it depends on who, but. Uh, gen- broad stroke, not into it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I don't. Know. I haven't found anyone who's into it. Um, I want to circle back to the question I asked you long before. The closest you've come to death. What about you, Jason? Mm. Shit, man. It's I hard. Mean, it could have been a similar ocean situation. Like I've, That's I've definitely scary, like man. been in the ocean, swimming around, and caught in a riptide, and had to be rescued by a lifeguard. Wow. That's probably. You grew. You grew up out here. Yeah, Huntington Beach. And the lifeguard came out and got you. Yeah, it was sort of like, it was like partially embarrassing, but it was just like a really strong Mm -hmm. rip current where I was just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm like 
I'm not drowning, but I'm having a hard time getting back to shore. Oh, and I can, I'm gonna have to like swim all the way around it this way to get back. Right. And the guy was like, eh. Right. right He's right, starting right. to kind of lose his strength out there. Right. I'll go grab him. And it was a little embarrassing, but it was also it felt so good to be. And he does the underarm thing. And he swims backwards. Well, we'll get you back, big fella. You'll uh. be all right. But like, because <laughs> I'm like a six nine man, so it's it's not normal. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, when did you grow? Like. Were you always that tall? or I was, I was always gradually growing, yeah. Okay. I never was short one day and then tall one day. It you was always come out of the womb fully grown <sighs> like Athena? No, I was just regular size infant. Nobody would have known. And you have a twin. I have a twin, yeah. Who's, oh, yeah, I always forget about who's that. Who's like 5'11". That is so funny. <laughs> when yeah. did it start to... When did you start to... <laughs> when we were first born... Wait, he, you're 6'9", six, 6'10"? Six, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, six, Your yeah. twin is a almost a foot shorter almost than you. Almost a foot shorter than me, yeah. Dude, you stole all his nutrients in the womb. That's fucked up. That's what. That's when did what you they told know, me? When did, when I would say, like we when we were born when we both came out of the womb as twins. He, I think, he was technically a little bit larger than I was. Interesting. In, in when we were like one day old, like he may have worn more, like weighed you know half an ounce more than me or something like that. Yeah, had an inch on me or something. And then yeah, by the time we were like entering kindergarten. I was like the tallest kid in class, <laughs> wow. head and shoulders. And then just I would just gradually grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. And I was just always the tallest person. Um, um, do you have, besides the swimming, any other faces of death moments that you could think of? I'm really I interested in this. Smoke too much uh, weed. What about tour? Die and get a heart tour, attack. luckily, man, knock on wood, nothing too crazy. Okay, that's um, good. I noticed uh, there's like I weird a things. couple buses. Uh huh. There's a couple. T- it's more like stuff I've like witnessed. Like that, I remember one time so distinctly, so terrifying, being on a like super drunk on a rooftop in Brooklyn, Ooh. and uh, my friend Amina was wrestling with someone. Like a joke. Like mm. oh, they're wrestling. We're all we're all like wasted and having this good time, and. She came up from this like huddle that she'd been in or whatever, you know, like she's wrestling and she comes out of it. And there's no ledge on this roof. Mm. And she stepped r- like right on Ugh. the edge and kind of had to like throw herself back. Just stuff like that is what I think of when I think of near death yeah. experience yeah. in my life where I'm like, man, that one. And there's so many instances that people have where like it went just she was two inches more to the left. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, this fucking horrible thing would have happened. But in terms of me, really, it's just that I could think of where I was like, I this might be it. And like. It's been a it's been a good life. <laughs> like it's that time in the ocean where yeah. you start to make peace a little bit. Not peace like like damn this this is this is how it would go down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been so many situations in this where someone didn't get out of this situation and I'm kind of fucked out here. Mm-hmm. I'm having a panic attack in the fucking ocean and no one knows. It's scary. That's you know what's up. I've known like I've definitely had that moment before where I've felt like this might be it. Mm-hmm. But I'm struggling to remember it right now, which is uh, a really bad sign for my, you know, <laughs> evolution. You're you're evolution. very good at repressing. Maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe you repress like, it for not, a good reason. Maybe, but you would think that you would want to remember that, like as, as an animal. Survival Why would you want to remember? Almost you never dying. do that again. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. If you come close to dying. Yeah, more than I think about it, I think, okay, Let's we're friends with Adam Boz. Yes. Shout out to Adam. Um, Hawk on hand. He's been on this podcast. I remember Adam and I one time I visited him upstate at his family's house in upstate New York and we were putting pennies on a train track. Classic, classic bad thing to <laughs> yeah. do. And there was a train coming and we were like, okay, let's put it on. And it seemed like we had a lot of time. Yeah. And he put it on and I was just watching. And I remember it's like he put it on and took a step back and the train went by. Oof. And it was one of those moments 
that I think about often where I'm like, man, just a few seconds longer. Would that is a very thing. funny activity to be doing. <laughs> Did you guys have slingshots in your back pocket? <laughs> we were painting a fence. Painting and, uh, a fence, <laughs> like chasing a wooden <laughs> wheel down the street with a stick, whatever those are called. <laughs> <It is a laughs> I mean, if anybody does that, if anybody had that growing up, it would be Adam. Yeah, he, does, he grew up in a very idyllic upstate. He raises hogs. Yeah, he raises hawks. Have you been to his house? Of course, yeah. I've flown some of those hawks. I've flown the one of those hawks has been in this backyard before. Um, wow, man. That's met really the owl. Cool. Uh, the owl looks beautiful. I haven't Do met you the still owl call yet. yourself a falconer if you're dealing with hawks, or is there a different word for for that? Yeah, that's still technically a falcon. I believe. Okay. Yeah. Falconry. But he has an owl too, which is just simply a bird of prey. Is it illegal to own an owl, or not if you're a falconer? Got it. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he got he's an owl. Keys. He's got his certification and everything. I went to like a casual party yeah. he was having one time and he, he told me in advance that there was going to be a surprise guest. And um, <laughs> everyone knew like, it was going to be a bird, right? Well, I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. I, I didn't know. Um, I mean, spoiler, it was a bird, but like, he was like, he <laughs> it was wasn't like, Dwayne Johnson. He told me, he was like, um, he was like, hey, did you see the surprise guest? And you got to go inside and meet the surprise guest. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm excited. So I go in and like immediately I'm met by I'm greeted by his parents. They're like, hi, I'm Adam's mom. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. And I like had a conversation with them and like then just like went back outside. I'm like, that's kind of weird. He's like <laughs> hyping up his mom like she's a surprise <laughs> so guest. And I didn't find out like two nice hours lady. later there was like a baby owl that's sitting so, like in the so if funny. I just continued to walk, there'd be a baby owl waiting for me. That's so and he eventually corrected it but he's like no my mom wasn't the surprise guest i sent you in there that's kind that's of on amazing. his mom <laughs> you're probably I, here to see the baby i thought owl. he just sent me in there to like find his mother and father that's that's amazing i mean that'd be a, that's sweet that if you know without today, introducing like surprise my parent you get to meet my parents yeah i thought he really wanted me to meet him like that. it'd be funny it'd be crazy if it was like a dead famous actor had come back to life and that <laughs> was a surprise showing guest. you a ghost yes he's like dude i like i, I buried them in the and they, they came back to life Field of dreams <laughs> type moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did eventually get to meet the owl, which I was very grateful to do. I've, have you met the owl? I have not yet. You got to go over there. I, I need to. It's full grown now. I need to. What else is going on with this guy who owns an owl? Well, what he does is uh, he is this a controls job? pigeon populations. Yeah. For downtown business. It, like Warner Brothers fly will around pay like him. A skyscraper. Yeah. So pigeons aren't like shitting all over their buildings all day. Even really, the, pres the presence of a hawk will scare away yes. a lot of like pigeons, yeah. rats, things like that for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. So like being some people in the area. will be like, we bought, we got a scarecrow, we got one of those fake plastic owls. This is like next right. level. When the fake plastic owl doesn't cut the mustard, they call this guy. Yeah. yeah. He brings it's in a, a real. It's a great win-win too, because then his hawk gets to oh, occasionally baby. just destroy a pigeon. Yeah, he's got all. This. So you should follow. What is it? Hawk, hawk on, on hand. hand. Yeah. Hawk on hand. Hawk is on hand. We're just plugging him right now, but. I've known yeah. Adam for a very long time. We met in, I very briefly lived. So you asked me where I lived earlier and I did not mention my little stint in Portland, Oregon, but I would say Adam's right. my like one good thing to come out of that stint of our friendship. <laughs> uh, I was 18. It, I was like, I went to New York and it could not have gone better going to New York. It was the greatest place on earth, but I was like, I can't stop here. I got to go to Portland, Oregon. And then I went there and I was like, dude, after like three check months, check off all the boxes, the vice. Well, Portland was boxes. like hot at the time. It was, yeah. you know, it was like where everyone's moving besides Brooklyn. And so cheap, then I, so cheap. But I went there and I was like 18 and like they carted you, you know what I mean? Well, you went there fast. You're 18. Yeah. It, it was literally like I moved to New York, like, like summer, like June 2006. Yeah. June 2006, and then, like, October 2006, I was like, I'm going to go check out Portland. I went for, like, two or three months. Were like, you just hanging mind. out? You weren't going to school or anything? 
Didn't go to school, no. Dropped out of high school. Everyone school would rock? just say, like, Portland, bro. They got, like, vegan strip clubs, and the chicks are, like, tatted up. They do, yes. They, Damn, Suicide Girls? Yeah, Suicide Girls, suicide vegan girls strip club. That was all what, anyone dude, needed yeah. to hear to, to move suicide there. Girls? You guys remember that? Of course. I'm sure it This was, exists. like, for those who don't know, younger listeners, it was, like, a... Very pre OnlyFans type, like yeah, for it's kind of the OnlyFans. It was like a, uh, you know, softcore goth host, soft yeah. softcore like alt goth like punk mm-hmm. nude models, I yeah. guess. Like that was sort of. Did they have a magazine or something? Was it just like it was a website? They may have had a magazine. The website, yeah. But more than anything, website. it would like be like kind of like one of those like bullshit fake rumors you would hear of like, oh dude, he used to date a suicide girl, <laughs> like some guy in a band be like, oh his ex girlfriend was a suicide girl. <laughs> Which is like probably not a fake rumor. Yeah, I mean it's like not like a big achievement, but it was one of those like you brought up like the Vice things, like oh dude that yes, guy. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like. But that if you're a guy like who a doesn't have much going for him, and you, and you yeah. you date a suicide girl, you're like I guess it depends who the guy. It's a confidence booster. Or your girlfriend could become a suicide girl. That's a you slippery know, one slope. One or the other, I don't know. The only strip clubs I've ever gone to in my life are in Portland, and it's always thing where it's like the bar that's open and you go not knowing it's a strip club mm-hmm. it's like a weird it's a different culture lie. where you like go there what? no but for real everyone's like we're meeting at sassy's and then you're like okay yeah okay cool they're, they're like it's just the bar across the street and then you're like this is a strip club i've never been in a strip club i don't know how to like <laughs> exist in a strip club um and you're like i guess i <laughs> I, I respect the line of work you i guess i gotta are, start jacking off doing I get, the last time I that i w- support the sex workers here mm-hmm. right and i'll sit up at the bar and drink like a freak and not go to the like the the thing but i'll i'll still throw some money on my way it's, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how i get very uncomfortable you're overthinking a strip club environment is what it sounds like well man. i going to one being blindsided by yeah. not knowing it's gonna be a strip club and i was also like that's never happened to me I was like, why is the security so like heavy getting in here? It's just this bar. And then, yeah, then I'm like, oh, I see. oh, it's called Sassy's. Literally, this has happened. It's across the street from Doug Fur. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I've probably been there. I don't know how to. I, don't, I didn't know what to do. When was this? 18? Yeah, around, around that. Um, I wasn't 18. Know. I was probably like 20, 21. I, uh, yeah, I, my first experience at a strip club was... Uh, 18 i think my friends took me i'm sure i've told this in the podcast before friends took me i felt very uncomfortable like you this is far from my home we had to like they're outlawed around like the suburbs so we had to go some other suburb far away (laughs) go into the bathroom i I think just because i was feeling uncomfortable just it was something to do run into these two guys from my school (laughs) who are jacked up on something they're like yo what's up like they're not even my friend that like they should not be excited to see me they're way excited Mm -hmm. all yipped up having the best time in their life find out later that night after they left the strip club they went and robbed a mosque what and got arrested probably robbed still in jail mosque. one wow. of them like pistol whipped a cop or something oh my god <laughs> i guess they were robbing a mosque like or what like, are you trying to pull out of that mosque? not rob maybe or need like, tile work like breaking and entering and like stealing like donations or something wild but Jesus. then uh cop cars like pulled up and they like I think one of them tried to do like sort of a, a slide move on the roof or something, and mm-hmm. like one of them hit a cop or like <laughs> tried to take his gun or I don't know if it was a pistol whip, something like that. But I always think about that. Like I wonder if they're still behind bars, and I was the last person they saw. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's I could have st- could have stopped them, dude. So you are you guys still go weird around anything. strip clubs? What's that? Are you guys still weird around strip clubs? Or are you cool with them now? I think I'm fine. Okay. I haven't been in one. I'm not in like forever. going. I don't. I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going. I, I don't 
I don't derive like, pleasure funny. from this. That's not like you know. No, neither not, neither do I. But I'm. I'm but there's a lot of guys that do. Oh like yeah, I'm really vibing with it. It's a strange vibe, and people who I know, people who have successful careers, families, they, they run it all away for the. They they didn't throw it away. It's just it's a thing that they do every once in a while. You know, I don't know Let what loose. it is. It doesn't feel healthy though. Good sound systems in there. <laughs> but I'm I'm getting married next year. Congrats! And, and so I'm, am I. Thank you. Congrats, two married boys. But a friend of mine is like, we're going to have the bachelor party at Magic City in Atlanta. Okay. And I'm like, that's a you're kind of going to do it. Yeah, it's like the most... The most famous. Most friend of famous yours who's club. from Atlanta. Wait, what? Why in Atlanta? It's the most famous strip club, probably. Yeah, Magic City is like the most... That's the world series of strip clubs. And you're flying out there. You don't know Magic City? No. I'm impressed. They have a great food and beverage it's program as well. a lot well. of rap songs. Um, yeah, it's like... Wild. Magic City on a Monday. And it's a strip club Magic with, City with on food. Monday, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a huge it's strip a club. Huge, giant. Uh, I've never gone. It's like a rite of passage thing. I've never been either. But I feel it's like... bigger than a strip club at this point, I think. It's like... it's a okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a movement. Yes, okay. It's, Magic City. It's like... Um, I think rappers definitely go there to like show off. Like oh, yeah. Stop, rappers perform there all the time. There, yeah. it's, a, wow. it's a huge I think like also... World famous. There's a level of like songs... I mean, a lot of rap songs are like made popular in a strip club too. So you got to pass the strip club test. Like when you're mixing down a song, you do the car test. Yeah, this is a lot. I see. You go to Magic City and hear it on the system. Yeah, and if your if your song is played at Magic City, if I think a, it's a good if sign a girl too. can strip to it, I see. or a person can strip to it, I see. Then we might have something going here. Yes, I that's a, I, I'm, that's that's great. and that's why you're going for your bachelor party. You're really you're gonna test the pot. Sounds like a good. Uh, <laughs> Like bachelor parties obviously for di- for many years were d- not very cool and it's like okay now we're gonna like go have sex with a person one last ride before you marry this your wife and like people don't do that anymore people Was that like I mean, very yeah, like, commonplace like direct like in the six you know 60s 70s 80s like well, let's go cheat on our wife before we continue to cheat on that, our that's literally was like the lives. purpose of the bachelor party you go yeah. to a strip club right and then you get somebody to fuck you. And I have heard it. a story. I feel comfortable enough to tell it because I don't really <laughs> know anyone involved other than it was like my friend was like, dude, my friend that I went to high school with told okay. me this story. So I really don't know these people. So okay. I can tell the story. But I have heard a story. Friend of a friend went to a strip club for a bachelor party and got a lap dance. Mm-hmm. And then the stripper brought out a condom. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're getting married. Like your your friends want and. He was like, no, 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 I don't want that. And then she got pissed, and then she brought in a bouncer, and the bouncer just had like a portable credit card thing that said five hundred dollars, and she she was pissed. She's like, pay this, like this is the fee, um, and you're gonna pay it anyways. Really? Yeah, Atlanta. Oh, no, sorry, somewhere in Midtown Manhattan. Damn, I, you can't. There's no negotiation here at all, huh? No, no, nego- it was strong arm. It was like, it, it could have just been a hand job, though. I mean, I don't it's know. Midtown crazy his friends probably <laughs> were behind that don't you think i think so yeah, for sure for i sure. think so yeah probably like one dumbass friend is like you they take real good her care and she of was it. like i'm cool with that it's gonna be 500 bucks and they're probably like all cool yeah and then once it started going to motion he was like no 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 i what did my yeah. what did my dumbass friends do i'm getting yeah. 500 bucks think of the delta miles though i don't remember the, the exact right price, card but 
Um, yeah, <laughs> Delta Miles. Yeah, yeah. You get points. I mean, they are, but those might be categorized as like food. I like the bounce like in that situation. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. the bounce in that situation. Probably like, I'm just gonna go scare the shit out of this kid. And Dude, so that's how it goes, bro. I mean, or they could be running. I, I would like to. It'd be cool if it was a scam. I like, mean, maybe it's, I think woman, it's a fine line. Maybe the woman and the bouncer saw this group of kids. This is like a JLo movie, Swingers. Yes, exactly. Okay. And maybe they're like, like. Take like the little dweeb who's getting married, mm-hmm. like start to make out with him, pull out a condom. He's going to get freaked mm-hmm. and then we'll charge him 500 bucks and he's not going to say no. Mm-hmm. And so a tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Respect. I like that hustle. I what would you do that. in that situation? What would I do? I would never be in that situation to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess after I came, I'd probably be <laughs> pretty pissed answer. I have to pay 500 bucks. I'd be like, I thought I would my make my were friends, getting this for I me. would make my friends give me $500. On your bachelor party, you don't pay for anything. Exactly. The same way, like it's, it's like when you go out to dinner for your birthday and they hand the birthday boy the check. Yes, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it yeah. should be like that when you're at a strip club. Yes, yeah. A dollar shouldn't come out of your pocket. You're putting this on record because your bachelor party is next year and you want all your friends to hear this. <laughs> and I, I thought it would be implied, <laughs> but bachelor parties they they swung too far against away from that and they became like. We're like it's a co-ed trip to Ojai. Oh, you can't. And we're no. gonna yeah, go now bachelor parties no, no. or like team building or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So co-ed like, bachelor party. Yeah, those those mm. happen all the time. So mm. I'm kind of like I want to swing the pendulum back into the strip club. Like Actually, I'm not I'm going fine to with that. Like fuck I'd say some it's like stranger, you know, but. if you're a groom, it's got to be your boys. Whether or not those are actually boys, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. besides the point. But it's like your boys, my friend. Yeah, my boys. It's like if one of those happens to be a woman. If they're one of the boys, though. Oh, absolutely. But not like you could the, be one the of the larger boys. couple friends, you know. No, no, no. My no, friend no. just went through. He he had like a co-ed uh, bachelor party where a boat ride around New York. Okay. Where they rented a boat and mm-hmm. you know the bar and everything, but that's just a party. Sounds, that's not a bachelor party. Yeah, it's not a bachelor party. <laughs> no shade. Uh, well, what what makes a bachelor party a bachelor party? No chicks. <laughs> and debauchery of some sort you know you got to get you got to get you got to do shots of tequila you have to eat a bomb ass epic steak meal yeah do a little bit of cocaine i feel like you need to go somewhere and maybe like oh we're gonna like go hit so your bachelor party off off into the ocean something sick like that yeah you're gonna go truck rally and you got to get some titties in your face a little bit like go to strip club you know get a motorboat but we're not no penetration but you're going person. to, so you're going to go to Magic City with your with your dudes. Yeah, and it sounds like you know what you're going. You're going. You're going to get a steak dinner. I'm going to eat an epic meal, Salt Bay style. Epic meal, Magic City, Lobster. some sort of trouble. I think getting arrested is a good look on your bachelor. <laughs> like, That'd be like fun. if you get arrested, uh-huh. and there's like good documentation of it, like you're you're being taken out of the McDonald's mm-hmm. in cuffs because they're like we're closed, and you're like, no, we need. We need ice cream or I was whatever. Pissing yeah. on the cash register at McDonald's. Yes, type I think arrest. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, in cuffs, in a suit. Oh, looking sharp. Looking sharp. In Atlanta, <laughs> I think that's a good. I think it's a good vibe for you. A little I white powder on my nose. Yes, I yes. just want to have fun. Like I want to have authentic fun. My friends are more liable to like. <laughs> you want to play kidnap football. me and like force me into something that's like not fun but is like funny. You know, like oh. take me somewhere bad on purpose. Like, would you do one of those things where people pay? To kid like you pay a service to kidnap you like at a at a, at a time. Are you describing like months? a conversion camp, like or something? Yeah, well, isn't that bit. a thing it's people like do? It's like that mixed with like escape room kind of vibe. People will do this thing where they'll pay a service yeah. in like 
okay, I'm down. I want the service. And then they'll be like, okay, in the next three months, you'll, you won't know when, but like a white <laughs> van will, we're going to take you. And like, it's like escape room vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything so about So you'll this. be like getting off of work and walking out of the building and someone puts a bag over your head and throws you in a thing and then you're Full like... absolute nightmare. This is a thing? <laughs> yes, this is a literal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you have to do after they kidnap you? They probably throw you in some escape room basically somewhere in like some like one of their warehouses or whatever and you got to like find your way out or something. It's all such a gray area because yeah. if, you, if you didn't sign a waiver or you don't know that it's a, a fake thing... Like you could kill the people that. Well, no, I think these people you. do sign those waivers. People. It, oh, you sign it's it. It's basically ahead of an enhanced. Time. Yes, it's an got enhanced because you'd go online or wherever and do the service. Be like, I want this service. Mm -hmm. You sign the waivers and everything, so you know it's coming. You just don't know yes, exactly yes, yes. when. They mm -hmm. like shoot you in the in the knee, and you're like, oh, it's part of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but it is if, it, if if you were doing that to your friend, and they, they might, they'll probably kill someone. Yeah, Imagine. I'm being kidnapped. I'm fighting for my life. Totally. Like, sorry, I didn't know it was fake. I sorry, I killed you, man. Katie, I, I'm gonna sell Katie out here real quick. I, I apologize, Katie, in advance. But one time when we first started dating, we were talking about being kidnapped. Like, can you imagine being kidnapped? There's this guy actually. Couple of freaks. There was this guy in um <laughs> a couple of freaks. There was this guy that I knew <laughs> growing up who he got like held up at gunpoint and carjacked. That got in his car and made him drive them around the Kansas City area while one guy would keep a gun on them and the other guy would go in and conduct like a drug deal. Oh, wow. And come out. And then at the end of it, they just let him go. But Katie and I were talking about... Was he was just a driver? What's that? Was he just like dri a driver? This like, kid, dude, he was like this... I, I, to be like honest with you, I don't They made him drive? That was like the whole... Yes, the they needed a car. They, they got this kid to drive. Uber him. costs money. This is for Uber. Exactly. Yeah. And this is like in the early 2000s. But... Katie, I remember one time said she was. I was like, "What would you do if you know someone kidnapped you?" And she's like, "Oh, I would just tell them I'm like important and someone's going to be looking for me, and they better just let me go." And I was remember like, <laughs> like we the, first started literally dating. the worst that works in say. every movie. Yeah, and I was like, "I don't think that's the really best rich, idea. and they'll do anything to get me back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that just makes them make the zip ties a little bit tighter. Yes, exactly. You're but in big trouble, Mister. The hostage lasts a little bit longer. I haven't thought about this. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, what would you do? I don't have anything genius I would say. I mean, I feel like if you're getting kidnapped, like they picked you. So I would be able to talk reasons. my way out of it. I would use my charm. You're tall enough that it would be inconvenient. Well, I'm tough to kidnap. Try fit me in a trunk. Oh, I no, think, absolutely I, I not. Think the I think you act crazier. I think you got you go that route. You just immediately soil yourself. Annoying. Yes, yes. You get you do something that's gonna make them be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you soil yourself. Maybe start screaming or just be annoying. Just like ask him questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll just pick the next person. Like you ever think like I think I would try to provide value. Get in oh, with I'll them navigate. and then betray them. I'll navigate. Where are we trying to take me to get it? Yeah. yeah. Be like, look, maybe I'll sell them and be like, My I dad get owns even a better than us. You know what I was thinking about recently? Because I'm watching Lost for the first time. Oh boy. First time ever. That's Loving it. Put on a pot of coffee. But there is that. There was like a an indigenous peoples on some island outside of I forget where, mm, but mm, a guy mm. went from Kansas City. I just researched this. Remember this? Oh. This guy, this missionary from Kansas City, yeah, went I to convert this. them to Christianity, and everyone's like, "No, like that island is like that. like we just don't we we don't go to that island. We don't bother that island. Those people, you know." Yeah. They, and he was like, "I think I got." This. They're He's also like, basically an uncontacted <laughs> tribe. Yes, an uncontacted tribe, and they watched. 
like this guy like kayaked in or whatever. <laughs> he paid fishermen twenty five thousand dollars to drive him close enough on a boat, and then That's he kayaked in, <laughs> and then they watched this fool get on the shore and then be like speared to death. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then like they just left his body there, and everyone's like, "We're not going to claim that." But like this guy's an idiot. Like these people don't want to be converted to Christianity. They'll leave them alone. Um, I was thinking about it the other day because of Lost, and <laughs> I read the story, and the guy, it's, of course, is from my hometown. Really? Yeah, I'm like he's from, he's like from some Kansas City missionary thing. I'm like, of course. That's crazy. They never got the body back, probably. No, no one's going on that I island. I remember it was like an uncontacted tribe too. Yes. So it's not only it's amazing stupid, to think about. It's unethical. They probably have their own language. Like it's yeah. <laughs> well, and no contact from the outside world. Like he's inter- anything he does is gonna yes alter yeah. them for the worse. Isn't that fascinating to think about? Like today in 2022, that there's. They're still yeah. uncontacted groups. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's very about. cool. Very, it's very, very cool. few though left. And some like dumbass some jerk off is gonna being be like, like I'm gonna, I really I'm gonna need to show in. them the way of Midwestern Christianity. Immediately, I'm gonna <laughs> go get to a know I like his They need to know about Casey Barbecue. The spirit. I mean, Casey imagine that spirit or that drive. <laughs> yeah, it's Casey Master. Uh, the, the the drive of that is so insane. But it's it's not. It's so egotistical to be like, oh, there's these there's this uh, this tribe. I need to. And need they to haven't been shown the way yet. It's up woods. to me. And if I die, right. it, You know, if I die by spear, all good. I, I know the, where I'm going. The funniest <laughs> is that they instantly speared him. Like he didn't even get he off was, the beach. Like on shore. Pretty crazy. Toast. Yeah, it's like Toast. the guy go who like goes into like the gorilla. Encampment at the zoo, and it's like, let's see what. Oh, he's instantly dead. You yes, know, yeah, just yes. like that. Or like, I'm gonna. <laughs> if you ask me, we need more of that. Crocodile on the head. We need yeah, more of it. If you ask me, animal justice. Do you think like the strongest? We need a new predator. Do you think like the strongest men amongst us could could give like a bear? Oh, or we're a going rogy mode right now. Like, I like a, this. a fair shot, uh, bro. Have you ever seen no. a bear? <laughs> <laughs> Their paws I have are huge, bro. Couldn't. They're huge. So, but uh, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> like there's that movie coming out. Where I forget the guy, the guy from The Wire, the British guy. Is, I, he's I fighting a lion. Them. Okay. He's fighting a lion. The whole movie's about like him fighting a lion. Do you think that there's, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, man, a shark versus a tiger. A tiger <laughs> would definitely win. Do you think a man could like, like Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie, whatever it's called, like no weapons, bare hands. Outsmart, maybe like a, maybe a knife. You I think about knife. that a lot when I'm like walking the dog, and you see like, like if you have a little dog, and you see like some crazy pit bull. Sure. And you're like, if the owner of this pit bull like lets go of the leash on accident, yeah. and this pit bull like charges me, like I will have to like kill this animal with my bare hands, and like that's gonna suck, but I could probably do it. And then some animals, you're like, I don't know if I could kill that one. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But with a lion or a bear, like, absolutely not. No way in hell. But I'm saying, like, the strongest men amongst us. Like, it wouldn't even be strong. I think, like, if he had a weapon, it would be, like, a luck. A luck thing. Yeah. You 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 got to go for the eyes. The bear would do some damage. You would have to trick the bear, like, like get him to jump off of a waterfall or something. (laughs) Like, get him to run at you and then (laughs) jump to the side. There's there's no way. You're talking about, like, a fight, right? Like, not not hunting. And I'm talking about, like, the strongest guy, whoever that is. Right, right, right. Huge muscles. Bare knuckle or gloves? I'm just kidding. Bear. No, there's no way. There's Um, no way in fucking hell. What about, okay, like a small bear? What does it matter? Small bear, easy. Easy. A baby bear. (laughs) (laughs) The strongest guy and a baby bear who's winning. I've definitely looked this type of thing up before in hopes of there being, like, some more information. There's not enough. There's, like, a bad Spike TV show, I think. (laughs) Have either of you ever been in a fist fight? Yeah. In how to go down. Can I ask? Um, publicly, me and my friends won, but 
I'll be honest. Me and your friends on. Yeah, it was like a group thing, but um, it's usually a group. Honestly, thing. I'm not like that. Fire. I've been in a couple, and two of them, I was not fired up. Like I was like, kind of felt like bad shit. almost. Like, well, that's healthy. It's good. It didn't kick in. Well, the person I was like, I don't know. It was like a multi-person fight, and the person that like was assigned to me, I guess, like that came at me, sure. was not the most intimidating. Sure. So I don't so know. You I won. threw a couple gut punches and. Knocked him over and stuff, was it a but bar? it was like, it was after a, it was a type of bar fight. It was like late in the night in the streets of Chicago. But I have one, but yeah, I felt I, I wasn't like going hard. Sure, you didn't feel the drive of like I need to. do No, this. I, my adrenaline, my adrenaline was kind of up, but it was like you didn't have rage inside of you that needed. Yeah, to come and out. the one I had to fight was kind of a buffoon, you know. So uh-huh, I sort sure. of felt when I hit him for the first time, I kind of felt bad for him. You had Fredo. It's like fighting a baby bear. You don't want to do sure. it this way. Yeah. Um, the humanity. The, just... Their other friends were the ones that were instigating it, and mm. like I didn't fight them, so I didn't hate this guy or anything. Mm. And then when I was a kid, I think there was a couple instances where it was just like a one punch situation, not like a knockout, but like mm-hmm. it was all that <laughs> was needed, you know? Like yeah. Um, oh, that really hurt. This is and over. then sports. There's like some fort, like sport fights that I thought were just kind of funny. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. what about you? I've never been I've been hit in the face once but I didn't fight back but then here check this out in 2018 I did a full American tour five weeks long it's this long tour it was a good tour it was like successful tour but you know just long there's mm-hmm. a lot of drama on the tour between some bandmates it's like it's just this long thing it was Indian in Kansas City you know which is where I'm from and for the longest time I would call it the curse of Kansas City where like no matter what show I played there something would go wrong so it would be a sort of thing like in 2000 <laughs> like uh, 16 I played there As a solo artist For the first time Since I was like a kid Like as a thing Like where the world Just recognized me As this thing And I was living in LA At the time And uh, like every show On that tour In like 2016 Would be sold out At like 200 capacity Or something Then I show up In Kansas City And it's like Weirdly didn't sell Any tickets And then The air conditioning Gives out And it's like super hot <laughs> And like my family And friends that did come Are just like miserable So like that would happen Then, then 2017 I'm back and I'm supposed to have this like big show and it's like actually selling pretty well. But then I have the same booking agent who's booking the mountain goats and he calls me up and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. But like we, I, I, I made a mistake. I put you guys <laughs> in Kansas City the same night. You guys have to merge your shows. You're opening for the mountain goats. So then I play this like half hour set. It's like sucks. Like, and it's this terrible time. And I'm like, man, the curse of Kansas City. Anyways, 2018 on this tour, everything's selling out. It's feeling really good. Show sells out. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking play Kansas City and this is going to go good. The, mm-hmm. Nothing's going to, it's like 500 capacity. So reverse feels, the curse. Reverse the curse. Feels really good in there. Feels amazing in there. And it's the last show of this tour that I want to end, but I want it to be celebratory. Feeling real good. I'm feeling like the prodigal son. I've returned finally. Mm-hmm. And everything goes amazing. It's like this great show. And then go backstage, getting ready to go out for the encore. Go out for the encore. And you know, it's like we've already played this amazing show and the encore is just going to like knock people over. Go back out for the encore. It's like a three-song encore that only gets better as it goes on. Within the first <laughs> song, my mom and my sister are right up front, and my sister fucking passes out cold. Oh. She just passes out, not from drinking or anything. She overheated. It was really hot in there, and and it was super packed. And she like, I see her sit on the stage. She sits on the stage, so puts her back to me, and I'm like, what's what's up with Michaela? And then and then she's just out. And then I see my mom trying to like hold my sister and kind of look at me like, what do I do? So the band's still playing. I jump in the audience and I help lift my sister up, and I start taking her out of 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 the place it's like 500 people crammed in there so imagine like whatever the lodge room or something yeah and i'm we're, we're taking her out 
And then someone yelled at my – it's so weird. And I, I adrenaline <sighs> pumping through me. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like reality just flipped on itself from one adrenaline-inducing situation to like a, a scary one. And so we're taking her out. And some dude at some point yelled at my sister, fuck you. He's like, fuck you. And I think maybe he <laughs> thought like I'm taking this girl out. She's like I'm throwing her ass out or mm-hmm. something. But – who would think that? But he yells, fuck no, you, my sister. Plausible. And I got this crazy impulse, and I jumped back up on stage. The band's still playing because they're confused. They're like, we don't know what Kevin's doing. Jumped back up on stage. I got the microphone, and I like found the guy in the audience, and I was like, fuck you. I was like, that's my sister. Fuck you. And then I jumped back in the audience, took her out. Oh, wait, so you're, you just laid your sister this down? This is sick. No, my mom My okay. mom had her, and my, my, my friend, like my childhood friend's mother was also there, Jane. Got her to safety. Got her to say, but she's outside, right in front of the door, unconscious, but she's like on all fours, just projectile vomiting. Oh, she's God. really sick. Ooh, and yeah. it's very scary. Shout out to my friend Abby, who's a doctor, who also bought tickets. Like, she didn't even ask for guest list. She's mm. a literal angel. Abby's a do- Abby the doctor shows up out of nowhere. She's like, Kevin, Kevin, I got this. I'm like, oh, my God, Abby's here. My family, we all know her. We know that she's a doctor. And she's taking care of my sister. My sister's kind of coming to. Meanwhile, people are walking out like, hey, man, can we get a photo real quick? Like, so awkward, so weird. I'm in my, there. like, suit. Yeah, talk about recognition. Bringing it all full circle. It's a great place to end. Yeah. Um, so finally, finally, my sister gets taken away. Um, Abby calls off the ambulance. She's like, just have her husband take her home. She needs air conditioning. And Michaela leaves. My family leaves. And I kind of, like, turn back to the, like, face of the venue i'm like in my suit and everything still mm. and like it's like 300 people are still hanging around like kevin good job tonight man <laughs> and i was where's the after party it was so such a weird like i was i was in shock i was in some yeah phase of shock and this kid comes up to me and he's like hey man and he shakes my hand but like strong and uh-huh. pulls me in and he was like uh why'd you say fuck you to my brother and it was this thing where i was like I got it's like I lit up. I was like, Ooh. I was like, I said fuck you to your brother because he said fuck you to my sister. And then I was like, Do you guys want to fight? And uh. he, he was like, What? And I was like, Seriously, let's fight. I felt so full. I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. Now's the time. This is perfect. Yeah. And it was this weird thing where like Cyrus, who's in my band, and then like my childhood best friend Iggy, and then like my childhood friend Jordan, who I hadn't seen since like middle school, all happened to be behind me. And it was like life has brought us here to fight you and your bros. Yeah. And like here's me and my bros through a lifetime. And then when I asked him to fight, fight, he got freaked out. He was like, no, man. It was that thing where I think my craziness coming yeah. through, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't want to fight this guy. He no, would if you say, do ass. you guys want to fight with a smile on your face? But like elated, like, let's do it. Let's fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't end up I don't want to do that And either. then him and his friends walked to the end of the block and then looked back at us like, maybe we do. And then we were, <laughs> we were like, <laughs> let's do it. The and then yeah. they walked away. So it's the closest I ever got, which is why if I ever get kidnapped, I'll try to out crazy the crazy. You just got to get in the mode, though, because, like, see, uh, what I was saying is, like, I wasn't in the mood. I was, uh, you know, yeah. it snap for me. And, like, that's I, interesting. I, my head wasn't in the game in that one. Imagine going to war, fighting a war that's not your war, and you got to, like, run with the muskets. and Drill yeah. sergeant will break you down. I mean, if you were being machine. shot at, like, if this guy was, this guy got a couple good swings in, maybe I would have changed my mind. But <laughs> it was it was not. It was cartoonish. It was a Looney Tunes. But, dude, yeah, I could see how. 
That would fire you up. It was family. His sister. brother said, "Fuck you, Bro, my don't sister." Don't fuck with my family, dude. It was perfect. Don't perfect you fuck storm. With my family. It was a perfect storm. I was like, if ever a fight, now's the time. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and in front, and in I was like, you stood up, and it's your hometown. Like, don't disrespect me in front of Kansas City. Well, I was like, okay, it, all these people came here. These fans finally were breaking the Kansas City curse, though. That this just like cemented <laughs> it that it is a real so thing. So funny. <laughs> so, but I was like, they're these people who have come to watch my music. They've enjoyed like an hour of music. Then during the encore, they watch me like carry my sister Not out. What watched they expected her from a Kevin Morby show watched her puke watched like some doctor that knows kevin up here and then now we were all gonna watch kevin like get his ass kicked <laughs> would be amazing i was just into the like the, the epicness of uh of the you whole made situation. peace with it i made peace with it i was like let's just Beautiful. go down let's go down swinging <laughs> and on that note. my new album came out on may 13th it's called there's a photograph I'm very happy it's with very everything good. so far um thank you guys for listening uh thank i really appreciate God. it this was amazing Big plug, big plug to the album. Thanks, Morgan. Big fan of the music. Thank you very much. Um, great to meet you, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Jason, thank you for hosting with me. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. It was a nice Monday morning. Folks, yeah, this is wonderful. thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Put your eye to the sky, boy, and wonder. Maybe there's a kingdom above the weather. Oh, and weather, you're going to get our name. Is up to here. Distance, like some siren. Maybe there's a sea.